welcome. Uh, so yeah, welcome to the Altura podcast. We're actually in the garage of uh, my house. I'm Adrian Huerta, uh, one fourth of Altura. I'm here with two amazing people, friends that I've known forever that finally have uh, an exhibit. They have an art show uh, going on at Altura. We have uh, Summer Bernal and uh, one of the artists, Sec. So hi guys. Hello. Hello. Welcome to the Altura podcast in my garage. Possum. Oh, it's so cute. It's like, aw. It's trying to get out of the rain. It's like, oh, fuck. Um, bye, bye. So, uh, you, if you hear stuff in the background or you hear us talking about certain things, it's because um, it's raining right now. Uh, we're outside and inside. We're under the cover in the garage with the, go- the garage door open. Uh, so we see possums. We hear rain. You might hear some helicopters. Uh, but also, that's just El Sedano, and it feels nice and to kind of hear that stuff. Uh, and I'm sorry, I just have ADD, so I, I'm like squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> it's home. <laughs> the reason you two are here uh, and talking on the Altura podcast. We have an exhibit going on. Uh, Summer Bernal was nice enough to uh, lend her her amazing skills and and her her curation to the space. You brought in three amazing artists, and uh, uh, you were we're going through for what we've been through it about two weeks. We got about two more weeks left. Thank you, first of all, for for doing this. I mean, we've known each other for a very long time, and the idea that we get to work like this is phenomenal. You know, why why Altura, and why is it uh, beauty and fear, and why uh, why the aspect of duality? It was a good approach and time in my life. And when you asked me if I would put a show together, I was reading something. I get random emails, like spam email. And there's this email I get from this woman, Maria Popova. She has this thing called brain pickings, and now it's called the marginalin. And she was talking about beauty and terror. Okay. So when you hit me up, I thought, oh, that's an interesting subject. And I had just uh, worked on a show with, with Sec, and it was called Chaos Growth. From Chaos Growth. From Chaos yeah. Growth. And so we had done that. And it just it just seemed fitting at the time to to have an exhibit that was focused on the duality of so much that we've been through in the last couple of years, you know, and throughout my life, but very specifically in 2020 and 2021. So I got this email. I saw Beauty and Terror and I thought, OK, let's make it, you know, let's make it that. Is there anything from the email specifically that kind of caught your attention or was it just the title of well, it was the title and, and talking about how you can't really experience one thing without the other. I mean, you go through life and you experience, you know, joy, but you experience the opposite of that. And I think that's really important to be able to, to manage both and to understand the balance of it. I mean, duality uh, in the dictionary uh, is said to be an instance of opposition or contrast between two concepts or two aspects of something. Mm-hmm. A dualism. Mm. Sec, you have two. You have a, well, you know you have a couple pieces in there. Yeah. From a previous show, but also um, not a sculpture, but mm-hmm. an installation. Yeah. I mean, where where do you fit in this, and where does that mindset fit in? I mean, you had the pieces before, but then uh, how do they fit into this one? I think the topics were very close. Summer approached me about it and asked me to do the show and she told me the title. I said, this is perfect. Like, because the pieces themselves were actually supposed to represent kind of like the same thing, this kind of chaotic um, part of my life 
my past and this kind of like also very beautiful growth that came from it so um yeah so these pieces themselves were were just right on the money with with what she wanted to do and put together so um yeah it's it's just a you know like i said from my past like the chaos the growing up um in you know um where i grew up in lincoln heights uh and then also dealing with like a lot of crazy stuff situations that i put myself in um but then also seeing myself grow in a in a way that i didn't expect myself to grow either um i mean you're you you're like street artist by by i guess by nature yeah yeah me and my <laughs> friends used to just you know do stupid shit all the time and um it was like i said it was an act of, for me it was an act of rebellion like we were you know had this like punk mindset where we weren't gonna let people tell us what to do and we weren't gonna kind of like follow these like cookie cutter lines or whatever we weren't we weren't trying to fit in anybody's like box or world and this was also something that kind of amped us up to be like okay this is this is us we're leaving something behind or something um except for my friends were really more into like leaving their names behind than i when i was growing up i was just like i don't know man like that seems like i i just couldn't i loved tagging my name but i also wanted to leave something else behind that people would remember me by not just by my name so i used to write random shit all the time my friends hated it because they were just like dude you're taking forever and we just want to get the fuck out of here right <laughs> i was like well i, I mean, and now you're taking even more forever yeah considering yeah. that you do paintings now you do yeah. you i mean you do fine art you do you know installations and extravagant pieces more thought out yeah yeah yeah, yeah. stuff i mean that's in contrast right to yeah. what you used to do before which was yeah we gotta hit this up really quick and we gotta go because we're gonna get fucked up right now yeah it's crazy it's a it's it's definitely a duality in my life as well it's uh the 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 chaos and like the adrenaline you get from from that or you know just this sense of like oh we're we're not supposed to be doing this and we need to hurry up or whatever um is contrast to like just being in the studio and being able to take my time and being more intimate with the work and the message and and everything like that graffiti now has uh become more of something that i do to like I mean, it's always, it's it's a habit that you can't kick. It's like, a you know, a, an addiction, as most people would say. It's cliche, but it is. It's the first thing I think of when I'm traveling or whenever I go somewhere. I'm like, hmm, there's no cameras here. I was like, can I get away with this? And, like, it's just, you know, the, the act of accomplishing something and getting away with it. Um, and it's also something that I just kind of do whenever I feel stuck. I get a, you know, I, I need that rush. I need, mm -hmm. it's like a drug. You just need that, that high to kind of like get your mind working in a different, right. in a different way. Well, it's that creative idea that where even though you're not creating your best work, you should just create something just to kind of kickstart. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. something that could be great. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's also, like I said, it's a, and it's nice because I get to like, I love walking at night. I mean, I have a hard time sleeping. I've always had a hard time sleeping, me and my friends. So for me, it's like, I love walking at night and like, you know, getting lost and, and just taking my, just being out there and the painting is something that like all I love doing as well. It's, it's a, like I said, that pressure always like helps me reboot when I'm stuck, when I feel like I'm not, I can't process things or or translate things into a painting you know mm -hmm. well i mean we have all those those issues as creatives as artists um we get stuck sometimes yeah we do those things but also but not being an artist with you summer necessarily 
is this your way of expressing that idea like the idea of duality by getting other people's mindsets and their ideas of what duality is to them and expressing that i see a lot of life as art so when i think of curatorial work and producing it is an art form and we forget that so much is art so yeah i get to experience and express what i want through other people and i get to help make that vision happen so i mean it's well thought out though i was there for the installation um i mean you're you're amazing at what you do for um, real, yeah. i mean to me Thank like you. that by itself is an art form in its own um but i mean obviously it's you know the behind the scenes stuff uh, but the way you laid out Altura, I'm, I was impressed with. Um, you came through a couple times to kind of tour the spot. You've been there a couple times for mm-hmm. some of our past events. But the idea that you, you came in and, and just kind of took it as your own, I was just impressed with. And also, we've never done that before. It's like, such an intimate space. So I think when you when you told me originally about it to have the space, I thought, okay, let's make this work. And then once I thought about it, it made sense. And usually that's what happens with shows is you see the space... I know the work. I'm getting to know the artists. Sec, I know more intimately than Victor and Pavel, but it was more about how can I make this work? And I'm I'm not one to want to cram work into spaces. It's about the feeling and will this work and the concept and the show will come together. Like we can document it, we could talk about it, experience it, and it is what it is. Versus let's just put you know 100 pieces in one space so let's really focus on the feeling of it and that's you know you guys allowed me to do that so and we we appreciate it so we have an intimate and beautiful little exhibition that Uh you know means a lot with it being intimate and and one of those spaces that we we try to make it part of the community you two have ties to lincoln heights live down the street live down the street born and raised yeah um, Sec was born and raised, right? Um, but I mean, you, I mean, you, I, when you were like, "Oh, come to my house so we can pick up the art," I was like, "Oh crap, I'm gonna have to fucking drive." <laughs> and then you gave me the address, and I was like, "Man, you're literally like five blocks down into the mm-hmm. left." I was like, "I could do this." Done. Yeah. But I mean, w- what does that mean to you to, to have your own art in Lincoln Heights? I mean, uh, you know, you got Plaza. Yeah, you know, yeah Plaza's yeah. great. Uh, they they do great work. Um, uh, there's a couple of other art spaces around Lincoln Heights, but not necessarily in. Yeah. You know, how much of? Uh, I mean. To have your artwork in there, born raised in Lincoln Heights. So it's crazy. I always said that I was, I, I said that eventually I would want to have a show back in Lincoln Heights. Um, so when I was 19, me and my friends ran a gallery on Broadway, uh, right by Broadway and uh, I want to say Citral or something like that. It's by the CVS somewhere over there. Um, that was the very first time I've ever painted on a canvas. And then also like we ran our own gallery and we were shitheads back then. We kind of used the space to party and throw gigs and, and you know, we had fun. We were 19, were 19 with like a fucking giant warehouse. Right. Yeah, and like, what else are we going to, we were good at a few things. One, we are, you know, we were good at painting and going out and fucking terrorizing the city. Two, we were good at throwing parties and three and gigs and three, we were good at um, selling drugs. <laughs> You know, so we took care of all that. You gave us a space and we can run all three aspects. That's that's what we were going to do, you know. And um, But after that, you know, after we lost that, because of obviously we, we got shut down by the cops. Um, I was just like, yeah, I'm just not going to I'm not going to do anything in Lincoln Heights, especially because, uh, yeah, there's like a, a saying like uh, a prophet is never welcomed or loved in his own city. And it just kind of felt like, okay, I'm not going to do stuff here. And also because I didn't want <clears throat> my mom seeing any of my artwork. I also don't tag Lincoln Heights just because I just 
don't shit where I eat, and also I just I don't want to see my name in my neighborhood. I I just I have a thing with like yeah, I, my my neighborhood and coming home. That's peace. This is where I come home to rest. Um, but it's crazy that this was the first gallery. This is literally the first show or any any first time I show work in Lincoln Heights this way. Um, I mean, you're older now. Yeah. Different mindset. Yeah, different mindset. So you're not selling drugs out of Altura. <clears throat> uh, huh? <laughs> oh, you're not? Are you? Are you selling drugs oh, out of Altura? Oh, you weren't told. Okay. All right, well, we'll so, talk about that business yeah, later. I just not like, my, <laughs> no, I just want my cut. I don't give shit. Yeah, go ahead. No. Uh, uh, what's it, uh, but I mean, you're older now. You're yeah, not really different selling drugs mindset. out of Altura. Right. And then right. also, it feels like now I'm coming back to, you know, what I was. And all the, the show from Chaos um, Growth it has a lot to do with like flowers and florals and plants and stuff and it has to do with like roots and rhythms and and coming back to what i was rooted in um and understanding and seeing that through different eyes now that i've been outside of the country and outside of you know la and and lincoln heights coming back now feels a little bit more appropriate and i actually want to get more involved especially because i see lincoln heights changing um and I just want to make sure that I'm a part of that change in some way and that nobody like I just want to make sure it's like not just gentrification. It's also it's integration. That's the difference between like keeping cultures alive in in, in L.A. is it's it's not it, you have to integrate the people that were already living there um, and being from there. I feel like I can easily integrate the people that I knew and I grew up with and also be some kind of representative of, of that. Right. So, I mean, cause most people, I mean, a lot of people leave their space and try to go find a new home. Right. No, don't get me wrong. I, I that was definitely my mindset. Like okay. that was my mindset when I was growing up. I was like, I gotta get the fuck out of here and like live somewhere else. Cause I love my hometown and it's always going to be home to me, but I think I just needed something different. And then being outside, I, I think I appreciate more now where, how I grew up, and because times are different, yeah, we're never gonna get that experience again. Lincoln Heights is never gonna get the experience that we got when we were growing up, for sure. It was, it's just always gonna be different, you know. Right. So, yeah, it's through seeing it through different eyes, and I'm happy that I was able to show in your space, and Summer was able to curate this in Lincoln Heights, you know. You you're down the street in Lincoln Heights. I mean, is this your first show? In Lincoln Heights? Mm -hmm. Well, mm, oh, you've done I'm, some stuff up Plaza, Plaza, right? Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Which they're technically Lincoln Heights, correct? right? Yeah. Yeah, they are. Right. <laughs> to watch art kind of progress outside of just the park. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, you're kind of helping with that. Do you see this the same changes that SEC does? You know, being that you live here, and do you do you think this helps with integration? I see it in a different way coming from Highland Park and, and mm. now living in Lincoln Heights, I appreciate it because of things like Altura. Just, it's, if we want to change with the neighborhood, then we have to integrate. We have to be present and not take what outsiders do, but do something about what we want. It's a, it's a different perspective. I mean, I'm in the neighboring area, but if you want to see change, be a part of it. And also, I think it's because <clears throat> we were around when Highland Park changed, like, mm -hmm. day to night. Like, I remember, like, 
my first solo show was in Highland Park in this gallery, um, Fifty Fifty, mm-hmm. and I would I was actually squatting in the back of that gallery. I was staying in the back, painting and and sleeping there, and they had like these giant glass storefront window stuff, um, and seeing the change from seeing like you know people that were all fucked up, um, you know high on meth, like walking the streets till literally overnight seeing people walking their dog at like three four in the morning when you couldn't do that yeah yeah and then seeing how fast that change took place and how crazy people were displaced from night and day i was seeing people like pushing entire homes in like shopping carts you know trying to like figure out where we're where they were gonna move next and i think la also learned like they can't they can't move that fast like there there has to be a set of i regulations set so that doesn't happen because dude a lot of people were i i was watching people getting kicked out of their house with families and they were like we have no fucking clue where we're going you know and it was just kind of sad to see and sad because we didn't have any say in it i felt like i couldn't do anything either because i i grew up it was also almost kind of new yeah yeah like you don't understand what's going on yeah the first thing you see, you're like, why are these people moving? Why is everybody moving at yeah. this point? Yeah, it was fucking crazy. I was like, what the fuck? And also, like, when the gallery owner had approached me the first time to be like, hey, I want to do a show with you. I was like, yeah, sure. Where's the gallery? And they were like, oh, it's a, it's in Highland Park on York and 51st. And I was like, yeah, no, dude, I don't belong there right now. Right. Especially growing up, like, I mean, when I grew up, like, we had friends in Highland Park, but there was always some shit going on. So oh, yeah. especially you know, around that time. Um, so I was like, yeah, dude, I don't know how your gallery is going to survive. But after visiting her gallery, I was like, holy shit, this place is changing like fast. Mm-hmm. So when you talk about integration, yeah, you know, what do you think could be done to integrate, to make it easier for people, to make people feel comfortable? People are going to move like migration. Yeah. You know, migration and integration are, <clears throat> they should be hand in hand. It almost seems like it's right now. It seems like migration and fucking get the fuck out yeah kind of go together (laughs) instead what do you think can be done you know um and is art the beginning of that could art be the beginning of that or does it go with like straight to like government (laughs) you want to take that one yeah kind of i i think it's important to work with the schools yeah and really talk to the community i mean if it's neighbors like one block two blocks over door to door the way that door you know people used to sell vacuums or whatever they used to sell um but just letting them know that they're part of that change because if they don't feel welcome then that's when you you get that resistance but if you it's in your space and you understand that there's growth and change happening then you don't feel Mm. like an outsider when you're really part of what's happening also i think like it's a lot of the businesses that are moving in they don't understand that like they they don't read the room they don't cater to who is already there like the airliner i remember i wanted to rent out or buy out the airliner with some friends but somebody got to it first and i was just like all right whatever it's gonna be a bar whatever um and i got invited to the opening but none of the people that i knew from the neighborhood got invited uh, i think gabby told me it's like yo dude um they're having an opening and apparently it was like all these people from silver lake and i was like all right i'm gonna go check it out um 
literally what, what year is this this was like what right before the pandemic because they opened right oh, before because they closed yeah, after yeah, all yeah, the low like end stuff happened. Yeah, 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 yeah. so low end low end theory mm-hmm. happens it's over mm-hmm. and the bar the bar's being sold yeah 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 um and now it's time for a new owner to come in so just before the pandemic they sell it they open it up right and yeah and they have to close it again because of the pandemic right. but they had like a little opening and literally it was people from uh silver lake or that kind of area and then also the cocktails were like twenty dollars or something like that and i'm like what the fuck and they kept the name which i'm glad they kept the name because I, I don't think they understand the history of the airliner the airliner for me like you know going to like the heist on thursdays or punk shows there or the metal shows or metal, metal shows, shows death metal. yeah 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 right. and i got to meet a lot of like crazy people like i it, it was a place where I, you didn't know who was gonna be there you know from erica badu to i i was there i met prince there you know it was it was wild like the history in that place and i don't think they know that but they you know like i said they opened this bar that's not really accessible to the neighborhood and it's not a it's it's not as much as it used to be. as it used to be it's not as inviting to the neighborhood also it's not like they're like trying to like they have a clientele and i understand that but they also like yeah like i said it's it's just crazy to see i think you the businesses need to keep in mind the people that live there the residents that live there they come from a different background and they also come from a different economical and social you know background and and that that brings me to like uh summer came through a couple of days ago to pick up something that she left and the one thing that she did was talk to the neighbors because oh, no if shit. you've ever been to altura altura is mm-hmm. right at the corner of griffin and maine and then it, it the building butts up right against a house yeah. a duplex uh and there was a there was a senor picking oranges or something right mm-hmm. and someone was like i'm gonna ask him about the cat and then I hear Summer talking to him, <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God, it's like the smallest thing that she could possibly do. But that's very inviting. You know, I, oh. I mean, we're neighbors. I mean, that's that's really important to me. Yeah. In yeah, any I situation. I, I agree. Yeah, you go somewhere, and it's like, dude, just smile and feel the vibe. And, you and know? I feel like that's what Lincoln Heights used to be, man. I used to walk around anywhere, and like, at like the liquor stores, they knew me, they knew my family. You know, I'd walk down the block and there's people saying, hi, how's your day going? Like, I feel like the neighbors, I mean, we kept to ourselves for sure. There was like this whole thing about like, if it's not like just if it's not your business, it's not your problem. Just keep to yourself. But the one thing we did have is like a sense of community and like knowing like, hey, how's your mom? Like, or hey, how's how's things going? You know, Um, and if there was something going on, it's like, hey, did you hear there's going to be this going on on this weekend over here at this church or, or something or you know like get a messes used to be a thing back then you know where the community used to get together and, and what was so, that get a mess what's that know, what <laughs> yeah. what you, <laughs> know, like, don't know. you don't know <laughs> no damn sorry tell us so get was just like basically like uh you know like a little church little party slash uh get together in the back where they had like loteria and uh you know they had like little games quarter you know those quarter games where you throw it into a fishbowl you win the fucking fish right. <laughs> and, then, and then it dies before and then it home. dies yeah, yeah. yeah i i had yeah i was good at that game though uh and then uh yeah fish there was killer oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah did, should probably not own those pets at that age <laughs> but yeah they had so it was like food music you know performances like you know the what are they called the folklorico dances and stuff like wow. that um and then people selling like vendors selling like little trinkets like kind of like how 
literally Aker Mes was Avenue 26, but like on a smaller scale, right. like not a whole strip, just like right. a parking lot. Uh, but yeah, that's that's what it was. Oh, shit. Yeah, Lincoln Heights history right here. Baby. Yeah, dude, like there was like I think Sacred Heart had that. Mani Oxide that I like art. Yeah. Oh, it was on Sacred. It was in Sacred Heart. Yeah, they had one, oh, and then the this other yeah. church called Mani Oxide or something like that. So, um, yeah, dude, that was like a. We look forward to that kind of stuff. That's when like the like my friends and I would be like, you know, for us it was like they sold those hollow eggshells with confetti in them, right. and we just bombed the shit out of each other. Cascarones. Yeah, cascarones yeah, yeah. or whatever. Yeah, so that we look forward to that every year. Like oh. it happened twice a year, so. We're just like fuck you. Yeah. Highland Park, we missed out. Yeah, bro, you guys don't know what's up. That's why we live in Lincoln Heights, bro. <laughs> and, no, so you're saying we should bring it back? Yeah, we should. Be, no, right? I'm telling you, man. Like, if we do that, like, right. it's just something. I want to. for days. I definitely want to bring back a lot of the stuff that, um, mo- moving back into Lincoln Heights, and actually, I'm actually considering, probably, you know, running a business out of there, um, opening up something. I definitely want to. Okay, my dream is to get back the space that was taken from us as a gallery and, like, reopening that that gallery um, and then kind of, like, working through that. Because uh-huh. owning that gallery taught me a lot of things. One, I was not ready to, to run a fucking gallery or business, you know? Okay. I had no clue what the fuck I was doing, but every day was a new challenge and especially from the city because we were not paying rent mm-hmm. uh, and the city was just like at my door every day going like how did you get this space right. we could use it for something better <laughs> but it also like helped me like realize that the involvement we had with the community when we had our doors open people would just walk in and be like what is this place and we would just be like it's a gallery you can pick up a canvas and some colors paint and then put your canvas on a wall somewhere you, and you know you you if it sells you make all the money you know yeah. but then we started running workshops for kids after school and like that sounds like, terrible yeah it was oh it was God. the worst it was the, oh. that's no wonder oh. the city was not going to <laughs> they're just like what the fuck the like you guys we are could run- do something way better than this yeah exactly we can run a business oh out of this God. no for real they were really like yeah we have so many people that would actually pay money and i think that's one of the questions they asked me when they walked in they were just like it's like, so what do you do here? And I was like, uh, we run a gallery. And there's like, okay, but what do you do? And I was like, uh, I don't know. Like, we let people pay. And it's like, let me ask this in a better, like, let me ask a better question. How do you make the city money? Do you pay taxes? Do you pay rent? Do you pay light? And I was like, no, it's a donated space. And they're just like, yeah, we can definitely find uh, a business that would love to contribute to the city of Los Angeles. And I was like, what the f- and literally every day they were at the door going like finding ways to like you know have a shutdown eventually they did find a way but it's, it's fine like i said we had our mm-hmm. fun but so you want that back definitely i want it back <laughs> but whether it's that space or not but i definitely want to come back and start working on stuff and like provide a space that was um not uh as <laughs> chaotic but definitely Something that people can like gravitate to and be like, oh yeah, this is Lincoln Heights history as well. So, so uh, summer. I mean, being that you do have stuff at in Lincoln Heights at Altura right now, yeah. it's a wall, but it's beautiful. No, and yeah. we appreciate you so much for lending your art uh, to show to people. Yeah. Um, but I mean, there's three other artists, right? Yeah. Summer. I mean, who else is involved, and why did you pick the other two? So Pavel, I installed his exhibition at Self Help Graphics. And he was just a great artist to work with that I wanted to get to know. And okay, so summer, ba- you know, back to you. Uh, there are <clears throat> there are other artists uh, in the show at oh. Altura, uh, at Beauty and Fear. Uh, we got sex uh, take 
Uh, what is uh, why? Why everybody else? Where do they? Where do they? Sounds like you said sex tape. I did. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, my name rings. We got sex tape. Sex tape. (laughs) (laughs) Damn, that's never gonna get old. Uh, Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Say it again. Just say it again. Sex take. Sex sex take. take. We got sex take. (laughs) Okay. On. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> on, on, the, on the art. Um, <laughs> now people are going to look on the internet. What there's It's like stupid tape? shitty vodka that we drink. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking sandwiches, uh, cake, and lavender, sex Lavender, <laughs> strawberry. I don't even know what I'm tasting anymore. Stupid. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what is this, honey? No, I don't know. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dude, that smells gnarly. Right? It's insane. It's um, Summer Bernal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Unprofessional. Me? <laughs> yeah, you're Why? on. You're on because you're on Instagram, yeah, dude. What are you doing? I'm like, looking at I? the thing. What do you uh, mean? It's our show. I'm looking forget, right at she it. She forgot everybody's name. <laughs> She's like, like, wait, who's what? Who's in are? this show right now? Wait, Hold on. Who's this guy? The oh, there's a sec right next to me. Got yeah, it. Right. Got it. You're sec. Okay. Who else was in this show? <laughs> so I know who's in the show. Are you going through the Instagram to see what they? I picked them. I picked them. So, <laughs> so, you, so you, you picked Pavel and Victor uh-huh. to uh, and Sec uh, to to kind of, um, I think, express your idea of duality. Yeah, to compliment it. So why why uh, why them? I mean, we got Sex Take, but why so why the other two? I installed Pavel's exhibition. Um, I was trying to look at the name because I don't remember the exact name. It's called The Shell in the Clouds, and it was at Self Help, and I installed the whole exhibition with him, and that was really beautiful, and. I've worked with Victor, but we've been getting to know each other. So when I thought of the exhibition, I was thinking visuals, but also the depth behind the work. And I'm still getting to know Pavel. So just by the visuals and the the names of his pieces, it just made sense to me. It just was a feeling. I wanted to work with him, and it felt right. Usually with exhibitions, it's it's a... It's a relationship that I'm building with people, and I thought, okay, it's a group. Oh, you, you don't know everybody like like the way you know Sec. No, the way you know some artists. But some I'm of getting them are to know brand them. New yeah, or, I mean, Pavel, Pavel, and Victor are new relationships to me, but they're still important ones. Mm-hmm. I mean, Pavel, I I installed his ex, his solo exhibition after his residency at Self Help Graphics, and we got to know each other a little bit mm-hmm. enough to be intimate with the work and to be trusted by him to be able to talk to him and say hey i have this exhibition coming up would you want to participate Mm. and because of the subject matter and i thought it all fit it it just flowed very nicely i thought okay this is a great space you know it's intimate it's meaningful and that's what i want to stick to so that was how i approached babel because i wanted to work with him and he said yes right away and victor victor i've been wanting to work with and he's been wanting to work with me and we we hang out sometimes we go on little hikes little little five mile hikes okay they kick yeah. my butt that's not um, little <laughs> that's a exactly 5k yeah less than five miles that's right? what i try to tell him and then i tell him i'm ready to quit and he says don't worry i have an orange and then he feeds me an orange <laughs> and we keep going. Yo, yeah don't trip i got me. the vitamin c for you i'm like dude i'm done <laughs> and got, he says summer what do you mean you're done i'm like i didn't eat breakfast today he's like i got an orange i'm like i guess then we're finishing this hike but yeah, victor yeah. is very deep and his work is very 
it it is it's duality it's beauty and fear you pick these these uh these artists you invite them with the idea like mm-hmm. you come up to them and you're saying oh that process hey duality you know beauty and fear what do you have and do we have enough right because mm-hmm. these are all collections yeah right i mean you have three artists but multiple pieces all within um each wall uh, as a curator i mean how what is that process like well with uh sec it was really working with his last exhibition and understanding his process and and his fit right his fit with the yeah, idea of duality it did. did did anybody have to make new pieces um, Victor actually made a new piece for us, which I was really excited about because he's working on his solo exhibition with another gallery and for him to take the time, he said, I have a new piece. Like, I want to make something for this show. And I said, okay, great. <laughs> that's, that's exciting just to be able to, you know, put some time aside to make a piece for something because with themes, when, when I look at exhibitions and when people try to curate based off of the theme it doesn't necessarily mean that the artist wants to create for that but if it's something that hits then it makes sense because if somebody were to come at me with an like a theme it might not make sense but if i connect with it then it's easy and so with each of these artists with sec he had a body of work that i connected with that made sense and so we were able to work with that and then even though we had shown this work, it was presented in a different way. And then we did an installation, which we didn't do for the last exhibition. And so there's different elements. And with each artist, it was the same thing. Maybe their work was shown previously or years ago, but it's in a different space. And so then you create a different narrative. I always thought, like, you go up as a curator and you say, I have this show, I have this idea, make eight pieces done for you artists aren't robots let's let me put that out there really quick is (laughs) is that if i want if i came to sec with with an idea i could and i could ask him but he might have a shit ton of other stuff coming up so i have to be mindful of that and i think as a curator either you work with what you have or you work around the parameters that the artist is dealing with because yeah they're artists they create but you have to take into consideration the fact that they're fucking living beings and they have other shit going on so either you work with that or you don't it's pretty simple (laughs) like if you want to be i think if you want to be a good curator if you want to be someone that's moving through the art world you want to be mindful of the fact that these artists aren't robots they are living beings giving a huge part of themselves into their work and sharing that with people and I, I try to be mindful of that. And I'm super grateful that Sek and I have known each other and we work together and that other artists allow themselves to lend that work because I understand how intimate that is, you know? It's I'm um, taking a part of you and putting it in the space and telling a story. And then people are coming to see that. And I think sometimes we forget that people as Well, I mean, when viewers, art is available at like Ikea. Yeah. I mean, you're like, oh, cool. There's a giant elephant. Yeah. Yes. We forget though. We, we, we forget the of Brooklyn. Great. <laughs> we forget what the artists went through to get right, there. Right. Yeah. Right. You really do. I mean, yeah. I've gone to uh, plenty of open studios and art walks, and I come in into a space and I thank people, and it's how I've created deeper friendships. When I walk into a space and I say, "Hey, thanks for having me," and they look at me strange and they say, "Who are you?" and I say, "I'm whoever I am." 
but I understand that I'm entering a space that's sacred and intimate just as if it were your home. And not a lot of people take the time to do that. So when you just take a moment to acknowledge that, I think it, it makes a difference. Like, hey, Sec, you're an artist, but can you do this? Like, do you have the emotional, mental, all that capacity to make this shit happen? Okay, cool, let's go. Versus just being like, you're an artist, you can do it. Like, yeah, just no, get it yeah. done. It's crazy. And like, you're like, people, I'm not a robot. <laughs> people think that I have to be in, in the mindset. Or if I'm not, I need the time to get in the mindset and to, like, actually, like, I don't like doing stuff that's, like, half-assed or anything. Like, if I, if I feel like that my work is not, like, if I didn't put myself in the work, then I'd rather not show it at all. It's just not going to happen. I'm not going to hang myself <laughs> for people on display for people to see me if it's going to be half-assed that that's just not going to happen and then so yeah for a lot of the times like you know that people have asked is like yo man we're going to do this show do you want to do it and if it resonates with me if it if i can connect then yeah but if not it's fine i don't i don't really it's not i just don't if it's not for me it's not for me you know and i i'm happy to be like look i can't do it but i know somebody that can you know i have a friend that's in this mind, mindset mind right or where in this you know yeah so even with that like this dynamic because i mean you two know each other pretty well oh um, yeah we've been through some shit right <laughs> right and even with that it, it's it's still not like uh oh you know and i'm looking at you summer oh hey sec make this no because I no i know <laughs> we each know yeah. that we have something going on yeah. so mm. even for this exhibition it made sense because he had some work i'm sorry i keep hearing sex exhibition. <laughs> sex. i wish sex so exhibition. i think for my next one I, from now on they're no longer my exhibitions from now on it's my sex exhibition. Sex it's like yeah, yeah. so Continue. Um, <laughs> in all, all ages, by the way. All ages, yeah. yeah. Well, he, just, he just told one my, my kid, plus. you know, the, his, I, his I, I didn't, theater sex story. Yeah, no. your kid's not going to remember that sex story. He might. I was thinking about that. How? What do you mean, how? I hate They're that you like, said that because chances are it is. He's like, oh, I want to go to the theater. Like, <laughs> he's like, no, mom, not this theater. Not like, this what theater. The, we're trying to show you Mer Little Mermaid, bro. What are you doing? Hey, that was kinky, though. Yeah, it was. It was Disney had dudes some fucking the fish. Things. Yeah, I know. I get it. I get it, dude. And that's why fish. I ended up in that fucking theater. It's because of <laughs> I grew up on Disney movies, bro. I grew up on Disney movies, and I was like, you know what? A porn theater. Yeah, that's one. Old man built Damn, his, his own. <laughs> old man built his own kid. His little boy. Eighty-two. Uh, hey, bro, that's a heartfelt story. No, I'm oh yeah. <laughs> Because he fell in love with the little boy that he made, right? No, I mean, as, as I grew... He's just lonely, bro. He's yeah, like, like, like go. So I'm going to build a boy. <laughs> like, yeah, okay, Disney. All right, Walt. All right, Walt. <laughs> Walt. Oh. I mean, you got to imagine that Walt okayed that. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah. Well, you know, because me and Walt Disney, we go way back. They call him Walt <laughs> by first name. That's what I was going to tell you. I was like, oh, yeah. Walt, yeah, Walt, oh, Walt you know, old Walt. Walt, Walt you Disney? Know Walt, you know yeah. Walt? Walt Disney. Yeah. Homie. Yo, whoa, we need you to What's prove up? something. What's up? Hey, so there's this old guy. He's super lonely, he, so he built a boy. Yeah, right? But he wants it to be real. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you know, green light. Yeah, make Yeah, go talk to the animators. <laughs> oh, dude, I really love that movie as a kid, too, so it's all fucked, dude. Yeah. And the fact oh, that they're yeah. coming out with a live, a oh, live yeah. action one, it just makes it that much better. Because they're still it. approving it. Because you're going to go see it. You know? It's like, yeah. look, man, we, yeah, we need you to reapprove this. Mm. 
It'll be in uh, the, the cutscenes. Yeah, uh-huh. I know. Um, well, we were talking about your you two's relationship, but also the idea that you don't force it, right? Like yeah. you've no. been through I mean, stuff. Because I understand that artists aren't robots, right? And right. so now, the deeper that I dive into curatorial work and and putting exhibitions together, I try to be incredibly mindful and. If there's a concept and it's something I believe in or a space like Altura, then I can make something happen. If I don't believe in the space or the project, then it it's just not something that I want to participate in because it's it's about evoking things that matter. And so when you come into the space, you you see it for what it is, but then you dive deeper into how it makes you feel and what the artists are working with and where they're going so yeah so and i mean the idea that you it's that's truth i can i can attest to that you have something you have other projects coming up that are pretty big yeah and the idea that you still lent your time and squeezed in a show at altura we appreciate so much with that said uh what do you have coming up next um what do you have in the future what can you share there's an exhibition that we're doing with the getty villa and it's with 69 artists that <laughs> it's a big show. <laughs> but <laughs> well, that topic just keeps coming up, don't we? <laughs> Never should have told is. you guys that story. <laughs> 69 artists. <laughs> I, was, I was approached by an incredible curator, Joe Moniz, that I respect tremendously. It's done a lot of work here and abroad. And... I'm a curatorial assistant for that project and it basically means wrangling artists and trying to figure out the logistics between spaces and what the Getty Villa had in mind and what this curator brought to the table which is not what you would think the Getty would have and when you think of big big institutions you think big funding or you know a lot of support and it's not necessarily been that which has been okay because it really shows when community comes together and you just have these artists that are incredibly excited about an exhibition and making that work and so that's that's the same thing that we're doing at Altura it's you guys are a community-based organization and we make things happen like you have an idea and then you just make it work and so that's the same thing with the projects that I'm working on is you might have big names but it's really about the power behind them and the heart you know so I'm working with people that have that same energy, that say, have that same credibility of really wanting to infect our communities with something more than just what's presented on the surface. Just mm. going deeper into that. When is it open? October. October, October. through November. Okay. Well, actually, September, October, <laughs> November. It's there. We're rolling them out. <laughs> You'll get the invite. All right, cool. That's what I'm saying. It's like, do we get invited? Yes, right? as long get as invited. I, I I just went to the Getty Center for You're the first date. time. Sick. Oh, dope. Yeah, hell yeah. Oh, they, 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 they. Right. <laughs> damn. Adrian, uh, you get to go too. All right, cool. Triple D. Let's go. Yeah, let's, let's go. Make this happen. And then for you, sec. I mean, after this, I mean, are you working on stuff now? Where are you going? You just got back from Mexico City. Yeah. Um, yeah. What do we have? Uh, I'm I'm working on a few things. I had a few projects lined up. Uh, there's a show that I really w- am excited to do, that I started with uh, the aid of a collector, um, David Maxwell. Um, he 
bought the tech to make some work happen Ooh. and i i wanted it to be at the end of this year but because of life circumstances and, and life taking so many different turns um i have to push it back right um but that one will be called saints and sinners okay i'm intrigued by the tech aspect I mean, yeah 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 it's a I i gave a little preview yeah, I gave, a, gave preview, a preview, yeah, at the, at the show last we, show. The, mm-hmm. I, not the this last show, but the one, the solo show that I did mm-hmm. previous to that. Um, and it was a glimpse of, like, the floating halos plus, uh, you know, some digital stuff. So that's been pushed to the side. I actually might go back to Mexico City and do a mural out there for Day of the Dead. Um, and then Tokyo. I have a show in Tokyo with my friend Inari. Um, which also was supposed to happen in October, and we were gonna have like this crazy ass like Halloween party. LA like meets Tokyo for Halloween, but they're actually requiring me to get a visa, so I have to like apply for that. So, that's, so everything gets pushed back. Yeah, everything's getting pushed back, which is fine because I actually and I'm still working on stuff. I haven't posted anything on social media. I just don't want to deal with social media right now. Um, I kind of need some time to myself, uh, right. and. Um, also, I, I kind of am enjoying my, my life and where it's at now. I'm, I'm, in a, I'm in a place in my life where I get to enjoy um, the fruits of my labor. And I have like this crazy, everybody knows I have this crazy work ethic. When I go into the studio, you won't see me for like three months because I've been working. But for now, I kind of want to enjoy what I have. So I actually want to travel more. So this pushing back, actually, I'm, I'm going to do a lot of more traveling um, and projects in other countries, side projects for myself, um, personal stuff. And then, yeah, I get to kind of uh, work on some art that's probably studio work that I want to dabble back in and, and um, doing a lot more writing um, and then learning piano. So because I'm actually like working on some music stuff. Um, and maybe some film stuff um, wow. that I got uh, asked to do. But yeah, so I'm just waiting to see where that's going. Well, that's with a friend, Vanessa, who I've worked with him before. He's actually based out of, he's actually based out of here in LA, but uh, he spends a lot of time working in Hong Kong. Um, and he's actually there right now. So once he gets back, I think we'll we'll talk more about. Oh, projects. you're busy! Holy yeah, shit! Yeah, dude, there's no a, I, I literally have a, I literally have so many projects going on at once, and a lot of people and collectors are just like, "Yo, dude, we haven't heard from you or seen anything." Yeah. And I was like, "Yeah, that's fine." Dude. Well, come to like, Altura, <laughs> it's right, it's there. Yeah, I was you like, you know, Altura, like, yeah. And I've been terrible like at the whole social media thing too, because uh, social media for me has been like a shit show. Right. Um, right. But it's a shit show for everybody. Yeah. No, you're, no, you're not alone. Yeah. It's a. Uh, it's not. It's not a pleasant place. So. Right. Um, like I said, I, I, I really want to take some time to travel and be culture shocked in different countries. Cool. Um, yeah, and hopefully, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm excited to show the stuff that I'm working on, but I'm also, I, like I said, I don't like to half-ass stuff. So I, I want to fine-tune some stuff before I actually put some stuff out there. Right. Uh, and I do feel like I've been a little bit more tamed about how I've posted in the past because I've also been a little bit more uh, conscious uh, about some of the stuff that I put out there because I, I don't want it to reflect, reflect bad on like some of the galleries I've worked with or like your curators that I've worked mm-hmm. with. But I'm definitely going to go back to being a little bit more unhinged okay. for sure, um, being less censored and more... Um, vulgar about Tight. some of my fucking opinions and, cool. and stuff like that. 
um, just because I feel like I, I I haven't had that chance to be myself, that part of myself, that freedom. Yeah, that freedom. Right. Um, because you know, shit changes once you you grow up. You have to act act right. Right. At some point. Right. <laughs> right. Well, I try though, but yeah. This sounds awesome. Well, you two, thank you so much for being part of the Altura podcast. I cannot thank you enough. Uh, I think this is like years, maybe a decade in the making. <laughs> it is a decade in the making. Right. For um, real. But the idea that we get to do this, I, 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 I feel like it's special. But thank you so much for joining me. Yeah, no, thank you for having us. And we'll Can't wait to see how much. Yeah. On the next podcast. We're going to continue this podcast, but it's going to be more shenanigans and more Walt Disney talks. Right. And bananas. Bananigans <laughs> and theaters. Bananas. Yeah. Bananas. <laughs> yeah, bananas and cakes. And cakes. And sexy nines and sex exhibitions. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's branding himself. I am, dude. Yeah. Sex Fuck. sells. I'm going to go to the restaurant. I'll be right back. <laughs> nice. Yeah, sex sells, man. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us for the Altura podcast. We look forward to opening the mic to our friends and the community here in Nela. If you enjoyed the show, please tap that subscribe and like button. Without your time and support, we wouldn't be here. So please leave comments and slide into the DMs so we can evolve this program for you, our listeners. Feel free to connect with us beyond the pod on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. Once again, gracias.